Hello, and welcome back for another volume of truly disturbing tales taken from Reddit. If this is your first time joining us, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy creepy tales and true crime, then you've come to the right place. We upload multiple times a week, and I enjoy interacting with subscribers, so please leave thoughts and comments down below. We also operate an Instagram page, so feel free to follow us there for scary facts, previews of upcoming releases, and otherwise unsettling posts. But without any further delay, let's get to today's stories. I don't often get the chance to share this story, but it seems appropriate in this space. When I was in high school, I entered a relationship with a very close friend of mine named Ivory. After Ivory and I broke up, we stayed good friends. When Ivory's birthday came around, she asked me to come to the birthday party that she was having. The first leg of the evening was at a restaurant that I'd never been to a few towns over. Afterwards, we would all return to a mutual friend's house for beverages and relaxation. One of Ivory's friends had volunteered to drive us all to the restaurant, but I'd heard plenty of stories about her terrible driving. As a result, I opted to chauffeur myself in my luxurious minivan. Yeah, I drove a minivan in high school. Ivory's friend told me 7 p.m., so at 7 p.m., I rolled into the parking lot. I called Ivory to let her know I had arrived, but they were just leaving. I overheard Ivory tell her friend, If you tell him 7, he's there at 7. This all meant that I had about a half an hour of boredom before I'd have any company. Being the introvert that I am, I decided not to go inside and wait like a normal person. Instead, I decided to listen to whatever angsty music I was into at the time, probably Heartbeat by Childish Gambino. Moreover, I also didn't park right near the restaurant. The restaurant was located in a plaza, a strip with several other stores along either side. For some reason, I thought it'd be weird for patrons to see me just sitting there like some waiting weirdo. Instead, I parked at the far end of the plaza by a supermarket. I could still see the restaurant, and there were a lot fewer cars on this side of the parking lot. Five minutes go by. I'm rapidly switching through songs. Ten minutes go by, and I'm bored like a piece of pine in a woodshop class. Out of the abyss of silence, I felt the hum of a text come through. Ivory had texted me. Thank God. A brief reprieve from this boredom. As I'm composing a response, I get this weird feeling. You know that feeling like someone's watching you? Like you can almost hear their eyes? I felt something unnerving, so I looked up from the glow of my phone into the darkness before me. What I saw was a family of four. There was a woman, her husband, and their two kids. All four were looking at me intensely. The woman was standing in front of her two children, as though to shield them from a proleptic and palpable existential danger. The look in her eyes was of sheer horror. Like a waiter had asked her, Is Pepsi okay? I've never seen such utter panic so visible on someone's face, and I once had to physically intervene to prevent an armed assailant from attacking someone. The woman slowly crept forward, her family inching behind her. She began moving towards the driver's side, closer to me with each step. And with each step, 
her terror rising. At this point, I'm beginning to panic because I have no clue why this woman and her family are snarling at me so aggressively. Without warning, the husband says something I couldn't hear through the glass. He extends his arm and points to his left. His wife, children, and I all simultaneously follow his hand. He was pointing five spots to the left of my car, where an almost identical one sat. The mother threw her head back in a single burst of laughter as she unlocked her car. This family had left the grocery store to find a teen dressed in all black sitting in their car. This teen then proceeded to maintain eye contact for what felt like an eternity. My perplexed expression likely appeared as a more sinister one, especially in the dim light of the parking lot. I'm just glad they realized where their car was before anyone got hurt or police got called. So family who thought I was in their car at night, I promise we totally can meet. I'm actually a really nice guy who doesn't steal cars. This is a long one, so I encourage everyone to get a drink and maybe a snack before I begin. It was the summer of 2016, and I had just married my longtime girlfriend. Over the course of our 12-year relationship, we had traveled to the mountains several times in both summer and winter for camping. Naturally, we both agreed that this was how we wanted to spend our first few weeks of our marriage. We booked a 20-day stay at a mountainside campground on the other side of the country. We also decided to bring our dogs with us. They too love being outdoors, and we generally bring them camping anyway. After two days of road tripping, we had arrived. We quickly set up and settled in for a long stay on the mountain. It was beautiful. A couple of days into our trip, and we had already met a bunch of fellow campers. We're very experienced campers, so we generally attract a lot of attention from novice campers, asking for tools, or supplies as they see we are well set up. We're usually more than happy to help people get situated if they need matches, cream or sugar, or help setting up their own equipment. It was day four or five when she first made her presence known to us. I will refer to this person as she or her as we never learned her name. We were sitting down under the shade of a large pine tree at the edge of our site drinking beers and playing cards when she seemingly appeared out of nowhere. She just suddenly was right there. Can I pet your dog? She said. Even my dogs didn't see her approach as the very sound of her voice triggered them into a startled frenzy. As the dogs were worked up already, I politely told her no. Then she just stood there at the edge of our sight. Didn't say a word, just stood there sort of existing, but not really doing anything. She wasn't exactly staring at us or looking at anything in particular. I asked her if she needed anything, and she said no. After a few minutes of this, she walked off. I work with people with brain injuries, so I've had my fair share of experiences with unusual behaviors, including people with poor social skills so I wasn't about to write this person off as creepy just yet, but she had my attention. I casually watched her walk off and enter a campsite across the path and a few sites down from ours. 
There was already a small tent set up in the site, but she proceeded to pull an even smaller single-person tent from her backpack and began setting it up. The day prior, we saw two young girls set up the other tent and were clearly the occupants of that site. There was no further interaction with her that day, although we did notice that the owners of the other tent were not around at all that day, and we didn't see them return that night. Well, the next morning, I'm walking to the camp showers to clean up for the day. As I walk past her site, I see she's sitting in her little tent, reading a book. The door to the tent is open. I pay no attention and keep on my way to the shower. When I'm done with my shower and walking back, I notice her tent is now closed, but it's jiggling about, so I knew that someone was in there. Then she made her presence known in a big way. Just as I'm approaching her site on the way to mine, she unzips her tent, and I immediately see that she's completely nude. She then positions herself just inside the tent at the door and lets out this over-the-top, full-body stretch and held her arms way up in the sky while pushing her chest forward like it was some kind of mating ritual designed just for me. It was pretty obvious she was putting on a show for me. I continue on my way to my site and tell my wife about the display I had just been witness to. We both laugh it off and move on with our plans to day hike a good trail to a waterfall. The trailhead for this hike was accessible from the campgrounds, so we didn't have to drive to get there. We just walked the two additional kilometers to the trail. We walked at a good pace, so when we got to the trail, we decided to stop for a few minutes and take some photos of the surrounding mountains before heading into the thicker bush. After sitting there for maybe five minutes, while my wife is taking pictures, she emerges from the trail that leads towards the campground. At first I thought, okay, coincidence. She's staying here, and this is a pretty common trail. But then she sees that I see her, and she stops dead in her tracks, and just stands there. Same demeanor as our first encounter. Just standing, not doing anything in particular, but also sending creepy vibes our way. This was the first time I said to my wife, I think we have a stalker. Confused, my wife then looks to where I'm looking and is immediately a little creeped out herself. Once again, I think, whatever, maybe she's just hiking the trail. No big deal. So we continue on the trail at a good pace and she maintains a consistent distance behind us. Our dogs at this point are a little distracted by her and our youngest dog keeps turning around to watch her. I got a little fed up with the dog constantly stopping to look back, so I decided that we would stop for some water and let this woman pass. Well, what does she do? But fucking stop walking when we stop, and once again, just stands there. Okay, so now we are genuinely concerned, because this is approaching horror-slash-suspense-movie-level creep, and I start to wonder what this girl's intentions are. Standing motionless at that distance, and refusing to pass us, just ramped up the oh shit factor to about a nine. So my wife and I agree to cut the hike short by taking the shorter loop, which was only another half kilometer ahead, and then head back to our camp. We managed to get some distance between us by jogging every time we would make a turn, and she was out of sight. We didn't see her again until later that night. That night, 
my wife decided to take an evening shower at the camp showers. When she returned to our camp, she tells me our stalker was in the bathrooms, also taking a shower. This time, she was with two other girls and appeared to be getting ready for a night at the club. There's a nearby ski town that has a few nightclubs and bars, so it was reasonable to see the girls getting ready for a night out. The two girls she was with were the two we saw previously set up at her site. My wife explains that she quickly picked up on the fact that the two girls and our stalker friend were not well known to each other. It was clear that the two girls were close friends with plans to go out partying, and our stalker was making an attempt to be friends and sort of invited herself to join them in their night out. Now we know the ski town well, and the girls kept reinforcing that they were meeting at a specific restaurant before going to the bar. It was currently 10.30 p.m., and we know the restaurant they're telling her to go to was closed at 10. They were lying to her about their plans. The stalker kept asking them, Are you sure this place? Are you sure? They convinced her, and she then left to her tent to finish getting ready, while the two friends stayed in the bathroom to finish their makeup. My wife went on to explain how after she left, the two friends were mocking and making fun of our stalker. They were young 20-somethings, acting like little girls in elementary school. My wife has no time for that. Creepy stalker or not, she had to say something to the girls for their behavior. My wife calls them out. Well, putting all the catty bullshitting aside, the girls explained to my wife that the stalker had set up her tent on their site when they were staying with a friend in the ski town. When they returned, they found her living at their site without invitation. She had just taken it upon herself to take a little corner of their site without knowing them at all. The girl said they were upset with her and trying to make her feel uncomfortable so she would leave, but she just wouldn't leave. My wife asked them why they didn't just report her to the park warden. The excuse that they gave was they were leaving the next day and didn't want to make a huge deal out of it. So whatever happened between them, the fake late dinner plans, and clubbing is unknown to us. About 3 a.m. that same night, we're all awoken to a blood-curdling scream right outside of our camper. At first, I was like, holy sh**, that must be a wild animal. My wife is trembling, dogs barking. I'm startled, but curious. I peel back the window cover to see her standing motionless on the path outside of our trailer. I had the window cover down maybe 8 to 10 centimeters when she appears to make direct eye contact with me. My heart rate is jacked. After gazing in my general direction for what seemed like an eternity, she calmly turns around and walks to her tent. I go make sure our trailer is locked. After a good hour and a stiff whiskey, we manage to get back to sleep. So the next day is a Friday. We have friends from a nearby major city coming up to the mountains to spend the weekend with us. We haven't seen them in a while, so we're excited for a couple days together. Well, they're not at our site for 15 minutes, and as they're setting up their tent, she mysteriously appears out of nowhere yet again. Like bam, there she is. But now this time, she's actually in our site. I hadn't had a chance to tell our friends about her before she arrived, so they were a little more friendly than I was. She asked me once again if she can pet my dog, who during all of this is barking right at her. 
I think I said something like, She isn't being very friendly towards you, so I'd prefer if you didn't. She didn't pet my dog, but she also just stood there staring at me, like she was considering how she would dismember my limbs. She then notices our friend's tent, as he's still setting it up, and comments on how it's the same model as hers. My buddy has picked up on the creep vibes, and my general displeasure with her. So he gives her a, oh yeah, cool, and keeps setting up. Well, she starts grabbing at the tent pegs and picks up the hammer and says she'll help him set it up because she has experience with it. My buddy declines and asks for his tools back. Cue the psychopath stare down, but this time she has a hammer in her hand, adding to that oh shit factor. She literally just drops everything right there and runs off. I go on to explain the last few days to our friends, and they agree that we need to keep an eye on her. So by this time, the two girlfriends whose site she had hijacked were packed up and gone. It's now Friday night, and we've been drinking all day, so we're feeling pretty good. It's maybe about 11 p.m. when she walks over to our site again. She says, Hey, you guys seem to have a lot of extra room with the tent and the camper. Do you think I could stay with you guys tonight? We could have a lot of fun in here together. My buddy is feeling pretty good from all the day's beers, so he's pretty forward when he replies, Did you just propose a gangbang to us? Now this whole time I'm just sitting in my camp chair with my whiskey taking this all in. She hadn't really taken notice to me at all so far. But then, she smiles, turns her head and looks directly at me, and says, I like your friend. She then turns around and walks away into the darkness of night towards the forest. What in the f***? We're all now terrified she's going to return. I decided right then and there, if we see her again in a creepy fashion... I'm calling the park warden. Well, the night is winding down, so we all decide to walk together to the bathrooms to clean up for bed. My wife pulls on my hoodie and says, Babe, look. I look over to see that the site she was set up on is completely destroyed. Stuff everywhere. Garbage, clothing, food, everywhere. I thought, okay, this is weird. Could this have been a bear? No. We would have heard it. I then noticed that the tent is gone. She's gone and left the campsite a complete mess. As luck would have it, the park patrol was completing their fire rounds and were at the messed up site when we were returning from the bathroom. We told them there was a girl staying there who was acting erratic and we suspected she was squatting on the site based on our conversation with the two girls from earlier in the week. We didn't see her again for the rest of our trip until the very last full day. There's a great little lookout point not far from our site, which has amazing views of the river and valley below, and it was the perfect evening to see the sunset behind the mountains. It was a lovely final send-off to an otherwise beautiful honeymoon. Just when we thought we were done with her, she emerged once again from seemingly nowhere. We were sitting on a couple of chairs that are bolted in place at the viewpoint taking pictures of the valley below. As my wife is looking through the viewfinder on the camera, she picks up on the woman in the distance. She's standing in the woods, a little ways down the mountain, watching us. As her final act, she walked up the mountainside 
and sat right beside us on a boulder that was beside the chairs. She says nothing, just sits there. My wife has the brilliant idea of asking me to take one last picture of the scenery, and she gives me a little wink. I pick up on her idea right away, and I position myself so this woman is going to be in the picture. My wife wanted this lady's photo in the event something bad happens with her before we can leave the area. We took our final looks out at the beautiful scenery and headed to our camp for the night. We didn't see or hear from her again. Upon reflection, we agreed this woman had some serious mental health issues. She had zero social skills, and we did witness her attempt to make friends with those two girls that shafted her in a terrible way. That being said, she did things way beyond the realm of acceptable social awkwardness. There were moments I thought she would pull out a knife and kill us. More than that, the stalking, the midnight screaming, and running off into the woods at night was terrifying to us, and I feel a story worthy of this sub. I do have the photo on a thumb drive somewhere, and we'll see about uploading a pixelated photo if it's appropriate. To anyone else, the picture just looks like a person sitting in the shot. But to us, it's a reminder of our wild adventure and the start to our amazing marriage. Hey everybody, Malevolent here. I just wanted to take a moment to speak to you all directly. The first few months of creating content has been an absolutely wonderful experience, and I'd love to share with you a fraction of the awesome that you all have shown me. With that in mind, we had an idea on how to give back to an already amazing community in the hopes of building it up even more. We're going to be doing a channel giveaway with the prize being a $50 Visa gift card to the winner. How to enter? Well first, you have to be subbed on YouTube and following on Instagram. Easy enough. Next, go to our Instagram page and comment on the post from November 9th with your YouTube handle in addition to tagging two friends. One entry per follower, but your tagged friends can enter as well. Finally, Come back to this video on YouTube and comment the word done. That's it. Contest will run for a week and the winner will be announced in an Instagram post and on YouTube with a pinned comment from myself on this video. You must follow all instructions to enter, so I encourage you to listen to them a few times so you don't forget a step. I wish you all the best of luck and look forward to reaching out to the winner. Now. Back to our regular programming. This utterly bizarre experience happened to me and my family just about a month ago. I'm 15, and I was playing some video games before passing out one night. I'd say it was about 11pm when I hear the doorbell ring. Out of instinct, I begin walking downstairs. But about halfway there, Rationality comes to mind. Who the hell rings a doorbell at 11pm? I silently strode back upstairs and stood in the hallway, kind of expecting something bad to happen. An exact minute later, it rings twice again. My parents begin to leave their room and give me a quizzical look, and all I could do to respond was shrug. Then, banging on the door begins. My mother jumps at the first bang, and my father's eyes widen. But more in confusion than fear, he decided to go downstairs 
and look through the peephole, only to see our neighbor. My dad hesitantly opened the door, and I could hear my father's voice tremble slightly. Hey, what do you need? Next thing I hear is an entire full-blown scream argument from our neighbor, claiming that this house, our house, was his, and that we stole it from him. My father's uneasiness was quickly replaced with annoyance, and he simply shut the door without giving our neighbor the time of day. My dad made it back to the stairs to head back to his room when our neighbor first hit the door again. I'm not talking banging with his fist. This man was full body slamming it. My father was stunned for a second, and our neighbor charged the door again. This time, we began to hear the splintering of wood. Everyone reacted at once. My father went to brace the door with his body. My mother went to go get my two siblings. And I went for the phone to call 911. The body slamming ensued for another five minutes. And while I was on the phone with the dispatcher, it stopped. I thought it was over, and I was relieved. But I still stuck on the phone. I go peek out the front window of my house and see that it was only getting started. Our neighbor took his Jeep Wrangler and directed it straight at our house. We had zero clue what he was doing until he hit the gas and we heard the squealing of tires. Then, the immediate sound of brakes. He was trying to scare us out of the house. I was still on the phone with 911 and I stepped away from the window to comfort my siblings, crack jokes and such. Eventually, the police arrive and quickly arrest him. The next morning, I left for school, still shaken from the night before. I stepped onto our front steps and saw tire marks leading up to our front door. The lunatic actually nearly rammed our door down with his car. I really never want to see this guy again, but he lives directly to our right. F*** my life.